This is a Gulf Stories moment made possible by StoryLab at the University of West Florida Innovation Institute. Well, hello again, everybody. From the University of West Florida's Innovation Institute, I'm Christian Garman. Today I'll be talking with Dr. Bill Huth, distinguished university professor in the discipline of economics, and we're talking about smart artificial reefs. Dr. Huth, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you today, Christian? I am great. It's good to have you back on Gulf Stories Moments. So we're talking artificial reefs. It's a topic you and I have spoken of many times, although I don't remember us ever talking about them from the point of view of smart artificial reefs. What does that mean? No, we haven't. Well, that's incorporating intelligence into them, mainly via remote sensing and then transmitting that data, you know, to, for management purposes. What data? What, what, what are they looking for? What are they getting? So we're actually talking about, and this is in conjunction with the Institute for Human and Machine Cognition, mm-hmm. and probably will be a part of our triumph proposal that goes forward, but we're actually going to be measuring things like water chemistry, salinity, turbidity, dissolved oxygen, things like that, all that give you an idea of, of the water quality that the reef is sitting in, you know, so... Also be outfitted with uh, video and acoustics. You know, acoustics, you know, would allow you to basically identify fish that are there via the sounds that they make underwater. You know, so, and also, you know, you'll be able to hear boat traffic, you know, which gives you an idea of usage. You know, so, uh, those things are important measures of the, of the reef productivity as well. Sounds incredible, and it sounds like a really big undertaking. Are there any yet? Um, they're working on some prototypes at the moment, you know, to, um, but, but even actually letting the reef uh, take water samples and then basically getting those samples and taking a look at the fish that have been there using environmental DNA, you know, so that way you can actually get a uh, census, if you will, or maybe even abundance measures, you know, for the reef to go into fishery management and policymaking. Incredible. So these, uh, the prototypes, are they in the water yet? Uh, no, I don't think they're functional just yet. You know, it's a, uh, it's a special construction. It's not just, you know, it's a concrete uh, rubble or, you know, pyramids or, you know, it's a, other structures that are being put there. They're actually um, almost like chicken coops, if you will, you know, it's a, where instead of wire, it's basically fiber optic, you know, cable, cable that's been encapsulated. When, when the plan goes into place to do something like this, how do you, how do you guys figure out where you want to put them? In the water. What, what bodies of water? Is it the Gulf? Is it the Bay? Where are they going? Well, usually they go in permitted areas. Florida Fish and Wildlife is very careful to have permitted spots out in the Gulf where artificial reefs can be placed. And so uh, the permitting process involves making sure they're away from, you know, navigable waterways, you know, so, uh, and in areas, you know, that are usually barren other than sand and provide habitat and structure you know, for fish to, to basically congregate on. It's sort of, you know, maybe answering questions about attraction and production in terms of artificial reefs and how they uh, end up impacting the ecosystem. We're talking with Dr. Bill Huth from the University of West Florida about smart reefs, capable uh, even to to have video, which sounds incredible. Because of those sorts of things, uh, the fact that they're going to be transmitting back sound and maybe even images, is there a depth problem? I mean, is there a limit where you you just can't go in? Not really. There's going to be a transmission to a a buoy at the surface or either, you know, recording the imagery and then actually diving to go get it, you know, to – so uh, there's not really a depth issue. The problem with video, of course, is fouling on the lenses. You know, so there are you know uh, mechanisms that you can use, like you know, sort of a windshield wiper system to keep the the, the lens clean. Uh, so this this is a really neat project. Is it 
Is it specific to here, or is this happening already in other places? Or Really, I don't know of anybody. There have been some areas where they've uh, put acoustic uh, uh, sensors on reefs. You know, so, but other than that, I don't know that any reefs are outfitted you know, with water or chemistry uh, and uh, uh, other recordings. And uh, last question, with, with regard to the fact that they may be able to transmit, there may be cameras down there, assuming we can keep the lens clean, is this the sort of thing that could be used um, for promotion? You know, it, would there be a way for the public to access the camera and take a look and see what's happening live? Is that possibly something? Sure. You know, as a matter of fact, we're planning to have some webcams, if you will, mm-hmm. underwater. You know, so I think that would be a very interesting thing to have available to people. It's a great time to be alive. How interesting. Dr. Yeah. Bill, who's talking to us about artificial smart reefs. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. For more golf stories, visit uwf.edu slash golf stories.